Q25X categories, transfer bonuses, and heightened welcome offers on episode 52 of the Milonomics Squared podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Simon. And I'm Robert Dwyer. And this is the Milonomics Squared podcast, no annual fee edition on the Milonomics Podcast Network. If you're not subscribed to the full Milonomics Squared podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive into topics like the following. Q2 2021 5X categories have been announced. I don't think this is a great quarter, to be honest. What do you think? I, at first glance, are you excited about these? Um, no. I know. <laughs> you know, not not really, no. I mean, let, I think we should just step through them, and uh, maybe our excitement will build as we uh, discuss them personally. You know, Robert, sometimes we cheer each other up. It seems like we need to talk in order to feel better. Well, last quarter, I thought it was a hopeless condition, but, you know, through a lot of sleuthing and finding, it actually turned out to be a pretty good quarter. I don't know if the same miracle is going to occur this quarter, but I'm hopeful. Let's start with Chase Freedom, uh, gas stations and home improvement stores. Gas stations seem easier for me out here. Out there, pretty challenging, but you never know what might develop in terms of opportunities that are available online and whatnot. It's kind of a crazy thing to think about. But uh... <laughs> Online gas stations, yeah. No, I know what you mean, though, yeah. <laughs> uh, home improvement stores. Gosh, with all those Amex announcements, about crazy slog. things there, I just, yeah, I don't like it at all. I mean, the Lowe's registers are jumpy enough as it is, and Home Depot is uh, on my naughty list for all the ways it was difficult to redeem that $100 <laughs> Amex offer over there. So you want to take this next one uh, with Discover? I do. I do want to mention one thing, though. If you're going to go in on home improvement stores and you're going to go in on Lowe's, don't forget to link that card oh, yeah. to the JetBlue True Blue in-store shopping portal. That does work. For an extra kicker. Yeah, it does. So uh, I'll move on here, though. Uh, Discover card, also gas stations. That makes two quarters in a row for gas with Discover. Wholesale clubs and then select streaming services. So really reaching for the organic natural spend there on streaming services. Robert, what do you think about that one? I mean, how much streaming can you do? Right? I mean, you could probably subscribe to every no, service I out know. there. <laughs> Come close to that. You have to get creative. Wholesale clubs could be good for a certain type of shopper. We've been doing Instacart, and I know much how much you love food delivery services oh. at Instacart, but uh, <laughs> I, I, it's not enough to motivate me to uh, you know stop doing Instacart and doing this because I think Instacart codes is something else altogether. So, yeah, more gas stations there. You know, Discover it capped at 150, uh, 1500 and just being 5% cash back and only having one of those cards doesn't get me nearly as interested as Chase Freedom or this next one coming up, uh -huh. the City Dividend. Um, I haven't done any spend on that. If you have one of these, not available anymore, but we still like to mention it, 5% cash back. You can do that $1,500 uh, per quarter spend all in one quarter, and they're coming out with supermarkets and drugstores, which are probably the biggest softball out there and an opportunity to hit one out of the park there. So I, I do like that. <laughs> if I can dodge uh, uh, fraud alerts, it might be a good chance to get over to my local supermarket or drugstore to, t to max out uh, a couple of city dividend cards I have under my control. All right, I'm going to move here on to this next item, and I think it's the beginning of a theme for this show, Robert. The theme being never say never. There's a 40% transfer bonus for membership rewards that are transferred to Hilton or Marriott. A thousand membership rewards with this bonus become 2,800 Hilton points. That's pretty. That's pretty good, Robert. I mean, we were talking on the paid show about 10x at grocery. That's 28. Hilton points per dollar at a grocery store. Last summer, 12X had the world on fire. But Marriott is the one I think we're going to spend the majority of time talking about here. A thousand membership reward points uh, with a 40% transfer bonus become 1,400 Marriott. Marriott, if you remember, 
from the old Starwood days, Robert, has a lot of high-value foreign carrier programs that you can transfer to at a, I would say, favorable ratio. Does the math work out well in this situation for you? What do you think? There is a lot of math. <laughs> I mean, it really tests your <laughs> high school or, or you know middle school algebra to come up with how many membership rewards would you need to transfer to get a one-way ticket on Japan Airlines <laughs> to Tokyo and uh, you know four, four to, 1,400 to 1,000 and then uh, 60,000 becomes 20,000 but you get a 5,000 kicker and you, you, you want it, you're capped at 100. You know, it's just really, really complicated. But you can get there and I, you know to generalize this, I think there's a lot of high value foreign carriers. You know, we've talked about Asiana in the past as being one potentially. Right, yeah. yeah, and it's it really I think highlights that it's not always just about how many points it requires to get a certain redemption. There are a lot of characteristics to award programs that might make them more valuable than others. You know, so okay, great. Yeah, uh, Alaska's a, a great way, or American Airlines air miles are a great way to get to Japan. But if your ability to book goes out farther, or if some foreign carrier is offering more award availability to people who are booking with their currency, and the cancellation fees are low, and the taxes and fees are low or reasonable. That could be an infinitely better way to book something. And hey, membership rewards are heck of a lot easier to accrue than Japan Airlines miles or or uh, American or Alaska, I would I would say, for a lot of people. So or Asiana, it's, yeah. It, it's something to look into. And it was something that I took advantage of and booked this week. Probably won't be labored here because I just want to ge- generalize. We'll go into it more in the paid show. But I think it's worth taking a look at if international travel is in your future. I agree. And I think that it opens up the possibility of even more transfer partners for a currency like membership rewards that, uh, let's be honest, Robert, the transfer partners are not great, right? Can we Can we agree? Well, you go from quirky to quirkier. We don't agree. Some of these oh. transfers. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, right. That's I the mean, right way. Okay, it's not that they're not great. They are great. They're quirky. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not. They're not obvious as as obvious as say ultimate rewards. You know, people understand how to redeem a Southwest point, and you, and you know how to transfer ultimate rewards over there. It's trickier on the membership reward side. But gosh, the things we've been talking about week after week in terms of the ability to earn membership rewards is, I don't think ultimate rewards can, can touch it. It's basically 5x on ink, and maybe you can turn some ultimate rewards cards. But after that, it's whew, it's hard to earn an ultimate reward to, for me compared to a membership reward. I'll agree with you there. But, uh, you know, the analysis has to be done because the game, it's the game, Robert. And if we want to travel and uh, we're looking at travel opening back up, we need to get seats before anyone else. So I think that you're onto something with your analysis that farther out, being able to book, you know, 330, 3, I think that is the key to, to getting those seats before anyone else. And with favorable COVID waiver cancellation policies in place, why not book when you can? I think we've said enough there. Robert, you want to take the next one? Yes. Amex doing what it does best with heightened bonuses on the Bonvoy cards. The Bonvoy business up to 100K, $5,000 minimum spend for three months, has $125 annual fee that is not waived the first year, but it comes with a $150 statement credit. It's available through referral, and you get a 35K certificate on renewal, that free night certificate. So not the first year, but uh, on, on renewal after that. So... 
That's an interesting card. Um, I know you're not a fan of Bonvoy necessarily, but look what we were just talking about upstream, right? You could effectively uh, combine yeah. these two things. And, you know, that redemption I talked about enabled me to flush a bunch of Marriott points. So that was pretty a pretty good feeling, you know, to combine those two things and get it as a way to get those points off the book. Uh, another offer here, uh, that Bonvoy Brilliant, a higher fee card, $450 annual fee, not waived the first year. This is a personal card, 125K, which is, I think, an all-time high on that card five thousand dollars in minimum spend in the first three months as well 200 back at restaurants and a 300 dollars marriott credit so you can see your way to that being a you know a close to a zero fee card the first year not available through referral as of yet affiliate and public only so that's a bummer because you could probably get a pretty juicy referral if that does become available and i don't know why that they've held this one back whereas the business card they haven't but that uh those are some pretty nice offers what do you think if you think of them as Things that earn uh, those high-value airline miles, are you more compelled to go for these? Yeah, I, th- I think that if you are looking, you know, there's certainly someone who's who's listening right now, Robert, that this next argument makes sense for. I don't know if it's me. You know, I've, I've got a couple hundred thousand Marriott points sitting waiting to be used. But if you are thinking, hey, Robert and Sam, they're saying transfer 100,000 membership rewards, I can get 140,000 Marriott points, and then I can convert that into a whole bunch of airline miles. And... I'm going to do that. Well, if, you, if you're thinking you're going to do that, then one of these cards represents 72,000. Just the, the Bonvoy business, 100,000 Marriott points. That's a 71,000 membership reward sign-up bonus because it's going to save you from transferring 71,000 membership reward points over to Marriott. So if that's you, I think that this is a very strong offer. I am concerned that these take up a slot. Mm. And I know that we talk a lot about those American Express credit card slots. So I am a little bit concerned because if you'll remember our show a couple weeks ago, Robert, I said, you got to do a 12-month sentence on these, right? You can't, you cannot get out for 12 months. So is this something that we're going to love in 12 months? Uh, Is there a better thing that's going to come along between now and then? Those are my concerns. Yeah, it, it all depends on your trajectory in the game. Some of us are running out of cards to sign up for, as it were. And I think in that case, there's actually something I'm, I'm considering on this Bonvoy business. You say, have you ever had the Bonvoy business card before? That actually harkens back to whether you've had an SPG business. I mean, the the, the, the history that you need to keep aware of in this game and translating your thought of a Marriott point to the thought of a SPG point and whether that, you know, 60,000, just the whole thing is a kind of a mathematical mind bender. But... I was wondering, might I actually be eligible for the welcome bonus on the Bonvoy business card? Because it's been quite a while since I've had the the mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the SBG business card before, and um, I I did some research with Amex Chat on that, and I I think I may be eligible. I need to wait for the smoke clear to a little bit, some cards to clear out <laughs> to prove the theory for sure. But I was chatting with uh, Sia Frost, our in-house <laughs> expert, as it were, and uh, we'll get more to that on the page because I think it presents a pretty interesting opportunity for people who are have been in the game for about as long as I have. And I think that might be a, a good number of people here. So a pretty interesting opportunity, potentially. All right, I'll take this next one, Robert. It's a, it's a Delta Gold 90,000 SkyMile offer. It's discussed in the link in the show notes here on Frequent Miler. But be careful because the referral offer right now for that card is probably better. If you have a membership reward earning card that can refer at 20 or even 30,000 membership reward points, you could capture the 30,000 membership reward points plus 70,000 Delta Sky Miles and the referral offers have the $200, I think it's a home improvement credit. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, for these uh, cards here through the Delta Gold card here. Uh, but 
But if you have issues with referrals, I think we're going to talk about that right now, that head-on Delta.com 90,000-point booking could be the way to go. Robert, let's get into that. Yeah, so Amex is removing the ability to refer for some customers. It seems to be a new kind of what we call a a penalty box, you know, where you've done something that irks them a little bit, and it's enough to the point where they can take that ability away from you. And it used to be that only certain cards were removed from your ability to refer. You know, you'd have eight Amex cards, you'd go to the referral page, and you wouldn't see any links for these cards. And you're like, I I don't know what's going on with that. That is kind of weird. But then when you would get a new card from Amex, that card would have the ability to refer and sometimes at very high value. So it was kind of puzzling where they were kind of seemingly, you didn't know whether it was an IT glitch or what, but it was taking away the ability to refer from select cards. However, when you got a new one, you got that ability back and sometimes at very high level. So it just didn't make any sense at all. But I don't Mm -hmm. think it makes any more sense at all what's happening here. They're just completely removing the ability to refer for some people. And a lot of people saw that their ability to refer went away some time ago when they did (laughs) self-referral, which why would it ever be possible to do (sighs) self-referral? Well, you you generate a link and then you go through and you click that uh, yourself (laughs) and then you (laughs) sign up for a card, you get approved, you get the referral bonus for referring yourself. Well, Amex got wise to that some time ago and that seemed to be what caused them to pull back referral links, referability from certain cards. But now they're taking it away altogether. And just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, uh, people are getting their ability to refer altogether taken away when they've never self-referred. So it's a big, big question of what is going on here, but it's very disconcerting because Amex referrals are one of the best things going in the game, especially when you're playing in two-player mode. Getting that taken away from one of your players is uh, unsettling and uh, it, you know takes a lot away a lot of opportunity in this game. So something to watch out for, and I, I don't think we've put the pieces together. I don't think we have enough data points, but it's really weird. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it just seems to be a pattern with American Express. If you go back to our last no annual fee show, Robert, we talked about all this Amex stuff and how you know, there's there's pieces of information that are being shared with us, not the complete picture. I mean, we can't even agree on how many credit cards people can have from American <laughs> Express. Yeah. So, um, you know, the idea that they are like a shadowy bank almost where, you know, we have very clear rules for some banks. I mean, literally, there are posts telling you the rules to applying with uh, Chase, let's say. And with American Express, boy, it is, it's getting murkier and murkier. And, you know, if you fall into one of these penalty boxes, it's not really clear why. It's not clear how to get out. So I, I don't like that they do that. I don't like the uh, the mystery behind how they decide who is and isn't in these penalty boxes. I've been in one before. I hate the feeling. I'm happy I'm out, and I hope I stay out. But it's not going to make me stop doing all the fun stuff we do, right? So I, I guess, you know, it could happen at any time. I guess that's the takeaway, really. Yeah, I, I think there's some, some hunches that this could be related to repeated same household referral. But I think a lot of us have done that and haven't been affected by it. So that, that pokes a hole in that theory. So something to keep an eye on, and it's unclear where it's going to go from here. But I went to go generate, kind of semi-related, a Chase Sapphire referral link. A friend was asking if I had a referral for that card. I have an active Sapphire reserve. And it said, you know, this card is not eligible to refer. So it's an example, I think, of where Amex, uh, you know, when it's done the most awful thing they could do to you in terms of your ability to refer is just what Chase is like on a normal day. (laughs) But yeah, it's not good to be affected by that because it creates a situation where you need to trade referral links with friends. And that, even with the best of intentions, can be messy. It's messy, you know, because you can... us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, we talked a lot about that one. That is very messy. But, uh, (laughs) oh boy. 
All right, one more one more item to close out the show here. Um, uh, airplane miles for as little as one point two cents a piece. You can buy them. What do you think? I think this is another one of those never say nevers, Robert, and I really want to jump into it a little deeper than the two bullet points that the show notes uh, have for it uh, would indicate we would normally talk about it. But my thoughts here, Robert, and I think this is where we were going putting this in the show, are that, boy, you know, if you were, let's say, uh, shut down by an airline or a bank, and let's say that bank had a card that was issuing miles that you liked, there's always another way. You know, there's always another way. I mean, when I see these sales for 1.2 cents, I initially think, well, I could cash out like a Chase Ultimate Reward, pay yourself back 1.5 cents, let's say. And what happens if I take that 1.5 cents and I buy these miles with it? Well, I can get one and a quarter Aeroplan miles for 1.5 cents. So is that a cash out? into Aeroplan miles? Is that like a shadow transfer of ultimate rewards to Aeroplan at 1.25? Or, uh, you know, if I can cash out thank you points at a penny, maybe that's like, a, what is that, 0.8 uh, Aeroplan miles for thank you points? I mean, being able to transfer some currencies that were never supposed to transfer to Aeroplan over to Aeroplan during these sales. But Aeroplan's not the only place that does this. You know, when you start looking at these numbers and you say, oh, well, 1.2 to 1.6 cents, I think I could see myself buying miles, not just to top up. We, we classically say the only time you should buy miles is to top up. But I think I could see myself buying a batch of miles at these rates. What about you? <laughs> I think about if I didn't have a half a million of them there stranded from trips that haven't occurred. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but, you know, what I was thinking was uh, a couple things. Uh, the cash outs that we've been talking about, the ability to cash out, whether it's through Schwab or w- Ultimate Rewards at 1.5, like we've talked about. You know, doing that seemed like I'm saying no to travel, but it was really a way to take money off the table that could come back into travel if you would like it to. And that asset fungibility is something that people don't seem to give themselves permission to do. You know, that money sitting over at Schwab or it's it's been converted to true cash. And the notion of taking that and spending it for just the kind of travel that you want to take, you don't give yourself that permission. You, you, if, if you spend miles and points like funny money, then there's no reason you should do that if you can cash it out. So you need to get over that hump. And we've, I, I, I'm challenged, too, to get over that hump. You know, I'm a lot more freewheeling spending city thank you points for an expensive hotel than I am just, uh, you know, spending other currencies because they're so easy to cash out. Uh, but the other thing I was thinking is you can transfer membership rewards one to one to Aeroplan, wouldn't you be better transferring to Schwab at 1.25 and then buying the miles? I mean, you certainly retain more flexibility. I will say that. Well, that would be step um, one, but right, you, would but wind up, you would wind up with more miles. You, you get 1.25. Slightly more miles. Slightly more miles, yeah, and you yeah. earn points for uh, <laughs> the purchase. You can be the spend on the card while yeah. you're doing it. <laughs> That's a great point, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that, I mean, you've outlined all of the potential pluses there. I think that people do see that negative as a huge negative, though, Robert. You know, like, if I buy 100,000 of these, I am spending $1,200. But if I spend 100,000 of these, I am spending $1,250 that I could have cashed out. Yeah. So it cuts both ways. And I think having that discussion rationally with yourself is very important. When you use miles, what is the cost? If I had done something else, I know that we are going to continue to highlight these sales as an opportunity to retain flexibility and get all the upside of booking with a flexible mile like this, because it's still there. You know, Aeroplan has devalued. Everyone's going to say they devalued. Well, okay, 
Well, if you're not holding aeroplane miles and you wait for a sale, then the devaluation doesn't actually hurt you as much as someone like yourself, Robert, who's sitting on 550,000 of them. Because you could walk your money somewhere else and book with something else. Whereas when you're holding the miles, you can't do that. You're stuck. I think the challenge is these sales are going to go away. And you probably wouldn't want to do it, the transfer to purchase, speculatively. So the chances mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. this opportunity, the Marriott one we talked about upstream or the aeroplane we t- we're talking about here, the ability to do that probably isn't going to present itself at the time where you're absolutely ready to go and, and perform a redemption. In my case, it did work out with the uh, Marriott situation. But you know, if I wanted to do that, would I? if I have one more seat that I want to buy, would I speculatively transfer membership rewards and then over to JAL? Probably not. Probably not. Right. So that's that's the quandary. And you also don't want to get miles orphaned into a uh, obscure foreign carrier with oh, a, yeah. a limited oh, number yeah. of <laughs> purpose uses and uh, you know something that expires in three years without any activity. So uh, all these foreign carriers behave differently in that way and it takes a lot of work to figure out which ones are favorable and which ones aren't. So that's that's the quandary. That's the c- complex game we play. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week. For a more in-depth discussion about points and miles, visit us at patreon.com slash milonomics. There you'll get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer, where we speak more freely about topics like these. And as always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Milonomics and Robert's at Robert Dwyer. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, we'll see you on the site.